This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast for season four. Season four. I'm here with Jesse. Yep. And it's I'm me. Here with Kyle. Me, Kyle. We are here back again with uh, another set of episodes. So, uh, how was your break? It was, it was nice. Yeah? Did some traveling. Did some, uh, I don't know, relaxing? Not yeah. really, though. Yeah, probably not. No, not really. Not, not when you have kids. Uh, no. 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 That's fair. It's fun. It was fun, though. Oh, good. I liked my break. Well, how good. about your break? Traveling uh, as well, I think. I was. I did. I did travel. Traveled for work again. This time I did not go to China, though. I was very happy about that. Went somewhere else instead. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're back a mere month later. This is great. Yes. It's hope good everybody. To be back. Hope everybody enjoyed those reposts, man. I did. Some good episodes in there. Yep. Yeah. I liked uh, J- Jimmy's criteria for picking his was probably the best one. Hey, uh, can you go find that episode where I sang the Iron Man theme wrong? That was a that was his criteria for for picking. <laughs> and that was was that Jurassic Park? No. Did you end up finding it? I well, I found it. I found it and I posted it. It was the one that was before Iron Man, I think. Yeah, it would have been. Wow, I forget already. It was that quick. Yep. Anyway, well, but here we are back back in it with new topics. Uh, one we've alluded to previously, but uh, before we get to the topic, what did we? We, you, we I think we've mentioned before. We try to like block these as a genre in topics for the month. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. always come out super clean, but right. that's the goal. Yep. And we're we're sort of trying to stick to that. And so I, I think this month we're we're kind of focusing on improvement on living and infrastructure, like living infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that a fair synopsis, do we think? Yeah. Yeah? Except for Ant Man. Well, do we just throw him in there at the end? I mean, it would, it, I think it would be a, it'd be an improvement on living if you could shrink and maximize things, like make moving easier. Okay, that's sure. for sure. Like, yeah. Everybody hates moving, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Everybody hates moving. Yeah, I hate moving too. I do. I, I don't know. I Maybe that one doesn't fit so well. But the first two do, which is uh, what leads us to today, where we were talking about uh, solar roadways. Solar roadways. But not just only solar roadways, solar freaking roadways. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. I recall. I do recall. Yes. So uh, that's kind of a gen- like a general large frame for frame of discussion. What like what do, what do we mean exactly when we say solar roadways? We mean a road paved in solar panels? I guess that's sort of what it is, but it's I mean, they're more than just solar panels. Is that not what we mean? No, I don't think so. I don't think that's all. I don't think that's the only thing we mean. I, I mean, we were discussing this with a, a colleague earlier this week. I kind of think it's a misnomer to ju- only call it uh, solar roadways. Okay. Because they do much more than that. I mean, they're they're LED-lined modular panels that happen to have solar receptors in them. Uh-huh. But they also have, like, heating elements and uh, like glass traction on the top. And then, as I had noted, the LEDs. Uh, what were the other features? There's like a list of them. A oh, the, of the the other like the other the, the I mean like the panels themselves have those things in it, but the the concrete pad that they sit on. There's a, a utility corridor in there, mm-hmm. uh, which is a convenient place to put power lines and telephone lines and fiber optics and all these all these communications things that traditionally are on poles that fall over when people run into them and when the wind blows they fall over. There's a, there's a lot of upgrades to some very general mm-hmm. infrastructure that comes about in, along with the solar roadways. Uh, so 
I don't think it's. I think it's kind of. It's underselling it. I feel. Yeah. Okay. Would, would you? Would you go you, with you that far? You go with me that far? Well. Well, what's your hang-up then? No, I think no. Okay. That's you're right. For all the things that it's billed as being able to do, just calling it solar roadways sells it a little short. I think so. Maybe. Yeah. But the. Uh, I mean, the the thing we can all agree on, I think, but you know, before jumping into the details of everything it does do, other than you know what we've just mentioned, is that like obviously like half the roads in the U.S. people complain about, and there's potholes, and mm-hmm. if there's not potholes, they're constantly under construction being repaved restriped i don't know widened lanes modified take your pick but like at least around here i swear there's a freeway near us that has been under construction my entire life constantly being expanded or yes. resurfaced or familiar with this regraded. road uh, take you take your pick here but it's under a lot of maintenance and it feels like you know if you could just restructure what what the road is and be able to configure it at a whim one person sitting at a computer reprogramming the lines the led lines on the road instead of uh, mm-hmm. sending a crew out to restructure stripe the entire thing seems a lot more productive even if the initial cost is greater but that is my perspective if they only break as often as they say they're going to what do they say you're the one that's done all the research on this i've done hardly any so funny enough uh they they are they seem to be hesitant to say maybe not funny enough but they seem hesitant to say what the actual lifetime of a particular tile is Mm. uh we should we should start out like we we've said already like what what the what the tiles do what the the slab that they sit in does and that's kind of just the the idea of it like the the fact that they're called solar roadways is because they also happen to have solar receptors in it and allegedly the energy it can take in from just sitting out in the sun for a majority of the day will outweigh any of the energy costs it takes to uh thaw ice on the road which this road is also capable of doing um and then also potentially generate energy back into the grid so i mean even if it broke even i would still see that as like being we'd be up on up on some costs there just because like you're not sending trucks out to scrape ice off the road and salt the road and all these other things and that which inevitably deteriorates the the asphalt or concrete anyway and then you end up having to go back out and resurface the road but um where they're at right now in the stage is that they're they're about to do a a larger scale test as of right now they have like a little slab behind their shop in idaho where they're doing i don't know like just testing to see how much energy they can they can ingest and how much energy it takes to thaw ice because you know it's Idaho so there's ice up there and all these things but it sounds like the test that they literally just did or at least most recently did um, is they tested to see what would happen if like a semi truck going at full speed yeah. had to skid to a stop like yeah. what that would do to the glass material yeah, that's probably the peak uh, force that they would be under yeah peak lateral force or whatever they mm, called it like yeah. they called it something but um, they're using their third generation of tile and they're, um, they're, they're just checking to see those kinds of things i guess that's the like next big concern so these tiles are they're not like what i have on my roof no no so they're uh like a honeycomb shape and they interlock that hexagon? way huh hexagon that sure that's it uh-huh. that's 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 the actual term for it how embarrassing they're hexagonal 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 yeah there we go now we're digging deep um and of course they can make like half tiles and they can like you know make curved tiles and all sorts of weird angles they they say they can meet any type of road criteria that they have now um and the idea by having them uh as the shape is that they could you know in, instead of having it like currently if there's a pothole in the road they have to go out and they have to re like fill fill that pothole mm-hmm. and then kind of re-level the area around it the idea is is that if that one of these panels breaks or caves in or does whatever like i mean if it breaks in some way they just go out pop the tile out and put a new one in mm-hmm. which could take a matter of minutes as opposed to or maybe even an hour but it would take that much time and then that's it instead of having to like shut down lanes for an entire day or night mm. dig a hole and fill the hole back in and then 
cover the hole, wait for the asphalt to dry, restripe, all those things. Just takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of people. Um, You're taking away jobs, man. I, am I though? Jobs. I mean, somebody has to make these panels, and they have to repair the panels, and I don't know. I think I think yeah. different jobs will be created. I don't think we've ever seen. I may be going out on a limb, but I don't think we've ever seen net job loss by improving technology. But I know it's something people like to say. Oh, people love to say it. It's a good talking point, right? But like, I would think this would produce more jobs, or it would produce different jobs. At least be like net even. I would think like. You're going to have to open factories to mass produce these things. Because their idea even goes further than solar freaking roadways. It's solar solar freaking walkways, solar freaking pool surrounds, solar freaking backyards, <laughs> solar freaking theme park, walking pavement things. It, it, it kind of like encompasses far more than just a street. Um, and the idea is, is because of the LEDs, you can really, and, and you know, the shape that they, the shape that they are physically, you can, you can make them look however you want. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, where you want to put this thing. So yeah. I don't know, like the, the possibility seem rather endless to me uh i can definitely see the initial cost being like eye-opening dollar signs instead of pupils but Mm -hmm. i would think like i said the return on investment or at least the break-even point would be uh achievable it it depends on how durable they are and how much maintenance you're actually doing i suppose that's true well i mean what kind of data do we have on that i mean they've done they haven't how many this is how little I know. How how much testing have they done? How so, much is out there? Like I said, they have they they have the setup behind their like the setup behind their barn. I think like the picture on their website's pretty weird, but it looks like it's like a little slab that they've set up the length of this barn that they're building these tiles in the prototype. Is that um, where they have the tractor that they drove on it? I think so. I think yeah. so. Like there's they, like they've driven stuff on it. There's uh I mean there, there's all their concept videos of them showing it in, in action. Uh, like I had said before, this is their third version. So I think the second version tile was the first one that sat on that slab, but I I don't know. Like they don't talk about it much, but they do have the the tractor demos from April 2014. Um, It's gotten a lot of uh, notoriety mostly, and this I think is how we heard about it or at least this is how I heard about it, is that there's this really hilarious video, YouTube video, which we'll post to the website, mm-hmm. uh, called Solar Freaking Roadways. And I don't know if they hired somebody to make this video or if, like, a fan made the video because it's yeah. pretty cool. And it highlights all the features really, really well because, like, other than the ones we mentioned, like, there's some outlandish ones too, like, oh, okay, you line your parking lot with this stuff and you can restripe the parking lot. Like, ah, you know, these stores aren't open. Like, Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday, so we don't need their allotment of handicap spots. So we're going to unstripe them for using the LEDs, unstripe them for handicap spots and make them regular parking spots. Or we have a truck rally here, so we want to give the right amount of space for all these long trucks. Yeah. You know, you can or reconfigure the, a parking lot. That's a good idea. Or all the handicap spots are taken, make one more. Sure, I mean, yeah, like that too. Yeah. I, I mean, like it, stuff like that. Or like the, an animal, like a deer or a moose. I think a moose is what's in the video. Mm. is like crossing yeah, the road. And true, because yeah. the tiles are pressure sensitive and can feel when something's on them, it can um, like stripe a warning up ahead that's a slow down or like you know animal crossing or something like that like it, it gives a little bit more tactile data mm. than we currently have where there's like a flashing light on a road sign off to the the right or left of the road that tells you a pedestrian's actually in the crosswalk or like oh there might be deer in the next five miles or so and it's like no everybody ignores those but if something yeah. was actually able to tell you there's a deer 300 feet up <laughs> or there's an object on the road 300 feet up slow down maybe mm. you know the road could talk to you could speak to you well, i don't need that when i have my driverless car oh that's true. It's so true. Um, 
Anyway, so like, but back to their like scaled testing, what the, what they're going to do next is they've gotten enough notoriety now, they've got enough attention that there's a Southern state and Missouri, I think. Yes, Missouri. So there's an article, well, there's a video, a video article, I guess, on their website mm. talking about uh, the Missouri D- Department of Transportation uh, is going to give them a section of Route 66, right? Route 66 goes through okay. Missouri. Did I make this mistake yesterday? Uh, no, no. It is Missouri. Yeah. It is Missouri. Okay. Keep going. So Missouri is going to give them a section of Route 66 to pave in quotes with the solar freaking roadway panels and we're going to, going to be able to have a large scale test of this and I think they're hoping that this will garner some some of the data that you're asking about like durability um I don't know. Yeah. Like uh, how much how much energy can be generated b- from having the panels in mass. They have been doing some scale testing with the um, the receptors outside of the panels because typically if you've seen solar panels deployed anywhere, they're typically at an angle. Even if they're not on a roof, they're at an angle. So they're trying to figure out if they lose any any of the uh, lose any energy by having the panels flat instead of angled towards the sun. So they've been doing that test all over all over the country just to see how it responds. Like in Arizona, different from Idaho or different from upstate New York, like where there's more snow and the sun is clouded, clouded more or less. So they're just trying to see what the differences will be. But there's a, there's a fair amount of data they're gathering. They're doing, they're being pretty thorough. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that this will actually, I don't know, turn some sort of like, it'll turn more people interested, like interested in trying it on scale. Cause like, I mean, parking lots are private. Anybody could pave a parking lot with this material in theory, uh, as long as they meet the criteria of like parking spots to businesses and handicap spots to businesses and all that other stuff mm-hmm. should be interesting that's that's kind of where i'm going with it so um i don't know when i think i remember reading it but i don't know when they're actually going to put the um that section of missouri down i did you find anything that said what what date they're doing that at i didn't find a date but i was just looking for a source that i had seen that gave the actual test area Ah, hang on. Yeah, they they built their first panels, a 12 foot by 12 foot array without solar cells to test whether the underlying electronics would work. Oh, here's the history. Here, we'll go. I found I found an article. Cool. 2009. This couple who's designed this technology, they secured a hundred thousand dollar grant from the Department of Transportation for their company, Solar Roadways. The grant was supposed to be used for gathering information from engineering experts in a variety of fields and developing a concept paper based on the findings. Um, let's see. February 2010, they built their 12 foot by 12 foot array without the solar panels. They wanted fifty thousand dollars community award through uh, General Electric's Eco-Magination. It's a play on words for eco and imagination. Mm. Eco-Magination challenge. Old portmanteau. Sure. Going on. It's a portmanteau. Sure. That 2011 DOT followed up its initial support with $750,000 to assist them in developing a second parking lot in quotes demonstration array with solar cells, LED lights, and heating system built in. That was, uh, that's their version two tile. So it looks like their version one is just the, like the glass and electronic. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. So they did an Indiegogo campaign, and they raised $2.2 million for solar roadways. Um, so the biggest unknown, like this article in particular says, the biggest unknown is safety. Driving or walking on a textured glass surface is completely different than asphalt, which is designed specifically to increase traction. Um, so the DOT is requesting more more rounds of testing in that respect. Um, the DOT uses a weight deflect def- deflectometer to test impact loads of up to 16,000 pounds, but the department was not able to get its equipment up to solar roadways testing facilities, so they did it in 3D model 
rolling. They've driven a tractor over it, as you've noted. Mm-hmm. The problem with the tractor, though, is they're not that heavy. Right. So I'm interested in this semi, right. you know, the uh, 18-wheeler test. And the tractor was starting from a dead stop. Right, and yeah. And, like, I mean, it, there's no way to get it up to 55 miles an hour and stop that is suddenly. pretty small dredge tested on. Right. So it says, at this point, the only solar roadway is a 12-foot by 36-foot grouping of panels in a barn in Idaho that is being driven over by tractors on a regular basis. It's not anywhere close to being suitable for real driving conditions. Not now, perhaps not ever. I did find I did find a fair amount of naysaying on oh, this. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> one of one of the funniest things I found though, like in the negative aspect, was on the Tesla Motors forum. Oh. The uh, the forum topic Elon, is called Elon why Musk is in on. Well, not necessarily. These are the users, the the vehicle owners. Okay. All right. But All right. the Go the on. forum thread is called why solar roadways won't work. And there's a oh. it, it is <laughs> there's a fair amount of like the, there's a guy on here who's either an engineer or he's a colossal uh, d bag with uh, with too much vocabulary, too much technical vocabulary. But he basically says that there's no way it will generate enough energy to to even offset what the panels would need to heat heat and melt snow and all these other things. And so I like I, I'll just like I'll post the link to it, but I'll cut to the chase here. There was one there was one user that had replied back to a bunch of the naysayers, and he he had brought up three counterpoints to the myriad of negativity about all the like manufacturing and how much they cost and all these other things. Uh, so he said certainly there are questions to be answered and problems to be solved with this new tech. However, consider three simple points. Point number one, the the Wright brothers were called silly and told, man will never fly. Mm. Even one of the brothers himself had his doubts. Number two, the horse is here to stay, but the automobile is only a novelty, a fad. Advice from a president of the Michigan Savings Bank to Henry Ford's lawyer, uh, and the lawyer ignored the advice and invested $5,000 in Ford stock, selling it later for $12.5 million. And number three, the most important to me, the, the guy who authored this, Elon Musk himself believes in solar roadways believes that solar roadways are feasible as he donated to the cause as did Bill Gates they're probably two of the 11 donators that brought brought one of the functioning model bought one of the functioning models for 10,000 apiece and then there's a Twitter reference and so he's saying that like is there a possibility of it failing of course there is however is there enough possibility of, of it succeeding to try I believe so but my opinion is moot the most important part I believe is that Elon believes it's possible I think that that is I think that that is a fair summary in reply to all the uh, negativity is that like they, I mean there there are tons sure there are tons of facts but like they yeah. get, they come up with more efficient solar tiles every year we talked about one at the end of last season yep we did in the organic mm-hmm. electronics episode uh, they're only becoming more efficient as time goes on electronics are becoming less electrically consumptive if that's a phrase yeah, they are uh, I I see it I see it as being a strong possibility that we'll see some sort of development that will make sense in the future uh, in in our time I hope but there certainly is a lot of negativity surrounding it I love the idea I, okay so I found what I was looking for excellent. And I'll, I'll finish my other thought later, I guess. Um, wait, wait, which other thought? The one I just started to say that I love the idea. Oh, that, that I was going to say. I was about to say, but oh, and then go on. Oh no, no, no. yeah, come back to that later. Yeah, yes, for later. Okay, so they're they're installing this thing on Route 66, right? Yes, a small section. So so I've been told. So the uh, maybe it was a news a newsreel that I saw. Anyway, this this article didn't actually have the information that I'm looking for. But That's they, a bummer. So the section that they're paving <laughs> isn't road. What? It's it's walkway. No. It's the entrance to the visitor center at one of the rest no, stops. No, that's horrible. Yeah. Man. 
And it's like not bigger than what they have in the barn already. No, that's horrible. 12 by 24 or something like that. No, 16 by 24. I mean, it's going to tell them some things, like how much sun they can gather and a few of the other things. But it doesn't look like anyone's going to be driving on it. My dreams Definitely need to find that that source, though. Because if I don't find it, then uh, what I'm saying has no veracity. Eh. So, I mean, like, I, I guess to nod to the naysayers, which sounds like you had a big butt in there, what why are what are the reasons that this currently is impossible? I mean, like, they said, like, the article said, safety concerns are what the Department of Transportation really is focused on. Um, there's a fair amount of people in the country who seem to be concerned about the energy generation aspect of it, even though I think that that's just a byproduct. It's a lot less of a reason to not do it. Because, um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I strongly feel like the, the benefits are in the lack of... the lack of involved maintenance once the product's installed and it's just not it's not even just maintenance in the road itself it's the maintenance in the utilities that ride in the utility corridor is that you don't have to like park a truck and put a cherry picker up to get to power lines anymore like there's a concrete bunker corridor underneath the road that the worker can climb down a manhole and get into Mm -hmm. and can perform whatever maintenance needs to happen on the electrical or phone lines or whatever you know whatever would normally be on a telephone pole Um, like I just think that the maintenance costs of practically everything involved in this goes down after the initial investment however it is there is an initial investment so the cost is pretty high yeah i mean we there, there's a lot we just don't know about it i think i'm just being uncautious uncautiously optimistic about it i guess that's ultimately like my angle yeah uncautiously optimistic it is really really expensive though i mean how much money have they already raised and it's not even enough to start the installation right it's millions i think uh, it's like yeah three or four million yeah. from initial concept it sounds like i mean and that doesn't it doesn't even say what uh missouri dot if they've even kicked in money they may not have it looks like they got a grant but it was fairly got small a couple of them they got it for this specific project the oh. road roaded tomorrow got it got it got it, got it. Uh, so they uh wrote to tomorrow Tomorrow, m.org slash road to tomorrow. Yes, that is the project. The historic Route 66 Welcome Center at Conway and Moe will be the home of solar roadway panels. To get the most from our SR project, MDOT is preparing the first MDOT crowdfunding effort. Huh. Didn't Technically, isn't the Department of Transportation already crowdfunded forcibly through taxes? <laughs> that's just, that's one way to say it. <laughs> Forcible crowdfunding. Just contributing to my crowdfund initiative every year in April. <laughs> that is one way to look at it. So hip. Totally. They also have smart pavement. I saw something about like glow-in-the-dark pavement. Is that what that is? I don't know. It says smart pavement for Provides a suite of digital communication and information services to MoDOT, uh, motor carriers, and other commercial fleet operators, and provide and private drivers on a subscription basis to enable sustainable, self-funded infrastructure assets for public owners. Huh. And you can click on "Stay Tuned" and you get go back to the top of the page. And this is on the Missouri Department of Transportation's website. Yeah. Or on their their project website. The mdot.org. Oh, modot.org. Modot. M O D O T. Everybody needs modot. So, okay, is is that all your naysaying? Your naysaying is involved in the article? Well, that's that's part of it. I mean, just that Oh, your September update video. Ooh, September update video? Like September in this year? It doesn't say. Oh, no. I mean, if it is, then they, they've gone to the future. There's a frequently asked questions PDF. We should post that, too. Let me look at it and see if it has any pertinent questions to our discussion. That would just be convenient. Um, specific question about I-70. Not pertinent. Is it? No, 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 no. Nothing about solar roadways. What about solar freaking roadways? Nothing about solar freaking roadways. Bah! Nope, nope. 
Waste Nothing time. At all. Waste time. Wasted time. Wasted time. Uh, the rest of my naysaying would be about the. Maybe I wouldn't go so far as naysaying this time. Maybe okay. I would. would you, Maybe would I would. I don't oh. know. Let's let me. I'll would you call it challenges? Saying. Will you will you will you go for challenges? I would go for challenges. I think the challenges are many. Okay. And and frequent. What? So what? What do you think it would take for you if you were the if you were the one person to decide like, hey, we're we we have the ability to repave or to build a new road, a new section of road that is this mm-hmm. solar freaking road. What would it take to convince you to build that? If you, like, I mean, government aside, everything mm-hmm. else aside, you have an opportunity to build a section of roadway, functional section of roadway. Yeah. Would not just have the money and that's one of the things I get to pick to spend it on kind of thing, or? Well, no, I mean, let, let's say you're in charge of it. Let, well, like, let's say you are the government then. You're, like, you're in charge of the Department okay. of Transportation for the somewhere. whole budget, and I get to decide if I want to spend money on that. Okay. Well, and, like, there's some, you know, some project, some upcoming project about a bridge or something. You're building a bridge, resurfacing a bridge, whatever you want to call it, and you have the opportunity to put this in instead like what what hmm. would the, what would the what would the manufacturer need to convince you of for you to do this instead i would need more actual traction time with cars on the pavement in a real world setting okay well like but how else are you going to get that though without building a section of road well they can do it somewhere else but they're not doing it on my state first hmm, that's you know fair. what i mean yeah that's totally I'm not fair. i'm not going to be the one that puts it on a bridge and then has right you know, whatever happen what if they did it uh what if it hmm, what if like some company did it or if it was in a parking lot or something like would that be enough data for you or you're more worried about like speed traction if it was in a parking lot i might put it in another parking lot okay but if i'm if i'm heading up a dot i don't want to you don't want to stick my neck out <laughs> that's fair no it's totally fair yeah. i'm just asking like, saw one quote put it on the shoulders first it'll last longer okay yeah it's fair. i might do that that's, might do I, a put it in the median or yeah. or something and let's start small I think that's totally fair. That's like, that's not, that's a good, I don't know. I want to know if the claims will actually be borne out in practice. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that that's fair. I mean, like, as was noted from that article, you Mr. DOT in this case, like, Uh that, that is their major concern is the safety aspect of it. Yeah. Because I mean, like, not not only like, I mean, I don't give a lot of credence to the like walking surface portion of it because Uh like asphalt when it's icy is already slippery as hell. Uh Like glass is bound to be just as slippery, really. And this has the capability of like melting ice before it really is a problem. So um, they say. I, l- I want to see how that works too. I would like to see how that works as well. I was watching one video of a, a very vociferous naysayer. Oh. I don't know if you stumbled on any of these. I did. I saw, I saw one video. An Australian guy or something? No. Oh. No. <laughs> I don't, you know, is, I don't, may not have had the audio up. Forceful. Great. Um, but he, he cited somebody else's work who'd actually done a calculation about the ice melting. Oh. And they said, he said it would take so much energy to heat uh, an element. Yeah. But, you know, that it would be impractical. But I, uh, hmm. let me see if I can find that. Yeah, like that, I think that would be something interesting to, it'd be something interesting to post for, you know, further viewing, further reading. Yeah. Um, certainly, like there, like I said, there was that one user that's either an engineer or a colossal, you know, D-bag on that, uh, the, the Tesla forums who said... He so I, he he's like pulling he's pulling quotes out of context and he had said years ago he's quoting them saying years ago when we were working on our very first prototype we estimated that if we could make our twelve by twelve foot by twelve foot panels for under ten thousand dollars we could break even with asphalt this guy is saying that's not true twelve feet by twelve feet of asphalt costs like one one hundredth of a dollar which is not true because he's not factoring in the labor to put it in or any of those other things so he's being silly but when he gets to let's see here. 
Here's a good article. I'm guessing you didn't, didn't pull in your research. Mm, probably not if you've not seen four, it. Four reasons solar roadways are effing stupid. Oh, no. That's <laughs> that's great. Let's hear it. Let's hear the four reasons. Okay. Here's the four reasons. I'm very excited. Let me check the source if this is the guy well, that I read credible? before. No, I just want to see okay, if it's I, was say, I, I don't really care if it's credible or not. I'm interested in... Uh, here's a phrase. Flaming pile of garbage of an idea. Okay. Um, okay. One, lighting. Okay. Two, heating. Please tell me that there's three, some like support to this reasoning as to why he hates it. Three, cost and time. Four, return on investment. What are, okay. the, what are the supporting arguments? Let's so hear. It's a lengthy article. So, one. Just want me to read verbatim or skim and give ah, you the, the high no, points? Skim and give us the high points. High the, the reading is for people who uh, make the effort to go to the website or Google it themselves. Or unless somebody's listening to this who actually wrote this article. That would be, yeah. that'd be funny. Um, they say that they could reduce nighttime accidents by 70%. Okay. But they, they do indeed say they can't find any reason, okay, can't find any reason to say they're lying, to believe they're lying. Key is nighttime accidents, though. Doesn't say a thing about daytime. Well, I don't is think it, anybody can pretend to, like, prevent stupidity from happening. I mean, you and I were almost hit by a woman texting on her phone today in a crosswalk going two miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, that happens a lot at yes, that intersection. I'm very and sure it does. More signage on the road isn't going <laughs> to... No. No, I agree. So what do they do about lines during the daytime? Are they, the, you can still see them. Is I mean, it bright like, enough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I think that that's one of the things that's easier addressed. One of the challenges that's easier addressed is that, like, I mean, but if you think about it, or at least I started thinking about it, there's a lot of times I can't see the striping on the road to begin with. If the sun's at the right angle in Southern California, at least, mm, yeah. like in the morning or in the evening, I'm, I don't see the lines either. Well, these, these tiles are, are bound to be highly reflective. Probably, well, there's glass on the top, so they're probably going to be more reflective than... That's fair than asphalt. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's a challenge. Okay. Fair fair points. What else we got? What uh, else? Is, what else? In the lighting, SR SR panels are LEDs in the SR panels are pointed straight up, not toward cars like existing light and reflector systems. It will increase light pollution. Less effective at actually showing the lines. Even if the little glass bumps on each panel scatter light sufficiently, it's really hard to see an LED light on the road in broad daylight. Okay. okay. That's not another argument. That's that's the same argument. Okay. Heating. Okay, heating. This is the uh, the melting snow. Yep, that that claim. Okay, there. What the solar roadway panels? The claim is the heaters only have to keep the surface warm enough to prevent snow and ice accumulation. Panels will not be heated to the extent of being warm to the touch. So that, that kind of, which is like, that that's what I think a lot of people are misunderstanding that feature of it. Mm -hmm. is it's not like, oh, there's 12 feet of snow on the tiles and they're going to turn gonna on, the, turn on the, yeah. the heat. It does sound like, it does sound like they created a bit of a straw man when they argue that point because they, the calculation is, oh, we got to melt the foot of snow that's on top of these panels. Right. It's like, but no, you, you don't though. You just have to prevent the snow from ever mm -hmm. sticking, which right. like, I mean, melt th throw, throw some electronics out in a, like a very, very small flurry. Like the, uh, the snow is not going to stick to it. It'll melt like a power supply. A very simple computer power supply will prevent snow from forming on it with with no well, extra heat generation. In a mild storm. I yeah. Think. No, I know. I mean, like if we're talking like I like I said, that would be in a flurry situation. Mm -hmm. So like a majority of the time, it's going to be okay. Like mm -hmm. you, then you get those Chicago winters where it's like you're going to get you know you a foot get, of snow a yeah, night dumped on. But like how much extra heat are you going to need to provide in order to prevent that from accumulating? I wouldn't think it's as dramatic as everybody's making it sound. Well, That's, if, I guess, my point. At a certain point, once it stops, so the snow is falling, say the snow is falling hot and heavy. Sure. And uh, maybe that's not a good metaphor to use for snow. It's a, it's a very funny one. The, the snow is falling <laughs> rapidly and cold, accumulating. Cold, cold and heavy. <laughs> Fast and, and furious and furious. Ah, uh, there you go. Um, that, there's one with the pun. So if it, if a couple, if some snow does start to accumulate, yeah. warming the panels is only going to make a layer of ice on the panel. Well, 
not if it stays that temperature though, because it'll just yeah. it'll st- it'll stay water. It does. Well, that when you when you have your car, it's warmer, and you have your car parked overnight. Yeah, yeah. It's warmer in the car just because the the inside right, of the trapped, car yeah, yeah. traps it, and yeah. so when snow falls, it melts just a bit, and then and then ice is over because the other snow, right, right, and the outside temperature. Yeah, but that's but it freezes the, that water. Yeah, again. but the the heat inside your car is also diminishing over time. Mm, this is a yeah, constant. But, but somebody needs to drive the car. It is eventually going to melt all that snow off and ice off but yeah no no what i mean to work so i have i have to scrape it is my point right no i know but what i mean is that like you're using a car a parked car as an example Mm -hmm. so like what if the car's not parked because like if the car's parked like yes there's heat trapped inside and there you know it's hotter than it is outside but Mm -hmm. it's 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 going to get progressively colder as time goes on because there's nothing generating more heat Mm -hmm. these tiles are generating the same heat constantly over time but the snow can fall faster than that can yeah like i mean but how like and that's the thing is like if it's not melting it to water then it's ice that's fair but like what they, that's the thing is what if it did melt it to water like they need to figure that out well, is that if be, they figure that out it'll run off to the side and become ice again because it's which actually that leads to outside. that leads to a feature i always overlook and keep forgetting is that they there's a possibility of like water treatment in oh. these like corridors that they're sitting on that's interesting is that like since there is going to be water runoff obviously mm. from either melting snow and ice or like just rain and there's already a utility corridor which means that there's stuff underneath it there's a place for you know gravity to take items then you know why don't you just instead of like running the water off into the bushes plants whatever or like the median which gets trashed anyway why, why not just like empty it into a concrete drain gutter system and funnel it away a little ways down the road mm-hmm. that's a neat idea i like that i like the concept water collection sure yeah like well i mean especially in our end of the country where mm-hmm. everybody seems to think that if they just don't collect the water w- w- our drought's going to go away but yeah anyway yeah the water collection is a cool feature it's a cool byproduct i think i think it would i think this whole idea works better in our climate where we don't get any snow at all sure it would be much easier the the snow thing i just can't get around and here's the argument that he makes okay let's assume it's winter in colorado it's 25 degrees and the night and it's night so the sun isn't helping storm is rolled in snowing at a rate about an inch in an hour i live in colorado and can promise you that this will happen at least once a year yeah. probably more according to this worksheet from nasa snow in these conditions is about one fifteenth percent oh six point seven percent water so what what snow is okay so that's point six seven inches of water per hour 158 cubic centimeters of water per square foot per hour i switched units because specific heat capacity is always in metric and it'll make the next bit of math easier some of you blah 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 but of course it's not water it's frozen yes uh, yeah starting all of which has to be melted from a starting temperature of 25 degrees there's actually two components to this math problem heating the ice up from negative 3.9 degrees celsius to zero c and then melting it okay that's an interesting step in calculation which is what you just talked about but is that you know, you got to get it well, from it, snow to ice and then from ice to something else. It falls to, oh yeah, yes, okay. We need the specific heat capacity of ice, which is 203 joules per degree of temperature change, 100 per 100 grams of ice. Running the number on that gives us a result of 1,250 joules to get the ice from 3.9, from negative 3.9 C 
to zero C, but it's still ice. To melt it, we need to we need something called heat of fusion. For water, that number is 333.55 joules per gram. You'll notice that it's far higher than the specific heat capacity of ice. That's just one of the many magical results of water's polar mo molecules. Blah, 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 blah. Total of 53,950 joules of energies per square foot per hour to melt snow as fast as it falls. Blah, 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 blah. 236,840 joules of energy per hour over a 4.39 square foot area, which is the size of a panel. What, what was the area again? 4.39 square feet. I thought they were smaller than that, but okay. It's, it's so per ish four and a half foot square area okay it's 236,840 joules of energy per hour and there's no way that those panels are generating that much when the sun's out yeah which is let's see bottom line here bottom line bottom line let's hear it what is the bottom line oh it doesn't doesn't give the same. It doesn't give a bottom line? Oh, come on, uh, man. One mile of four-lane road with shoulders, 76 feet wide, uh -huh. 6,621,000 watts. Okay. That's how much it would take to melt ice. Or enough power for 120 homes. Whoa. Whoa. Think about how big that number is. Blah, 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 blah. Nah, nah, nah. On par with the Sound absurd. For peak power. Oh, given the peak power output for each panel is 46 watts compared to the 65 they'll need to burn the roads are operating at a huge loss when okay. melting ice yes. so they may need extra help they will need extra help when melting ice which makes sense but he doesn't say that they can't do it well uh oh here's an argument imagine those power estimates going up by about a factor of five that's why i don't know why are we imagining that Oh, well, whatever. But he does say, everywhere that snow falls regularly, no one has ever tried to melt it. We shovel it and plow it and put gravel on top of it and make huge piles of it in parking lots just to deal with it until May. <laughs> Melting snow is a preposterously inefficient proposition. Given the peak power output for each panel is 46 watts compared to 65, they'll have to burn. The roads are operating at a huge loss. Oh, here's, here's the bottom line. 16 million per mile of two-lane road, assuming uh, power intake. Wait, what's this? Oh, cost and time. Oh, never mind. I went on to the next. Ah. I think I think the point is they they're not going to generate enough power to melt snow at that rate on their own. And on the biggest storm of the year. Right. But still, I mean, if you didn't have to send the plows out ten times a year and you one time send a them year, out the one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but it's still going to be ice right. underneath there, black ice when you when yeah. you plow the snow away. So I don't know that. This, that's a real concern of mine. Maybe there's a workaround, but well, and I mean, like not. you said, may, well, but maybe we don't. Maybe we don't just replace every ounce of asphalt on the planet with this. Mm. Maybe we just do the areas that make sense, like Arizona and New Mexico, and you know, California. Yeah, Missouri. I don't think it snows that much. It's probably I mean, a Colorado's area. pretty. Well, Colorado's just pretty extreme. It's just covered in snow. I think most of the year. Uh, we we referenced recently in one of our podcasts that uh, I forget the, the context, but the phrase was Colorado's not exactly habitable. Oh, we were talking about living on Mars. Yeah, that was what it was. <laughs> wow, it was the beginning of last season. Yeah. That was a long time ago. That just stuck out to me. Okay, I feel like we're getting to the end of our time. But. I know, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, what are the other two points again? Like, we don't have to cover them. So, but. cost and efficiency. Yep. I feel like that's... That's a pretty big can, one right you now. You can just imagine the... the well, and it's going to be a lot of numbers and figures and claims and estimates anyway, so... Right. I mean, until they start mass producing this thing and, and like deploying it on some on sort of scale. Point four is return on investment so that's kind of a subheading of cost anyway right absolutely and and so frankly read the article if you'd like to know this we'll well yeah it. we'll definitely post it I, frankly 
until we deploy it in some sort of like mass deployment, we're not going to know what it costs to do it exactly. We're just going to know what the rough costs are, which is where we're at right now. So only time will tell. I, I mean, I guess yeah. ultimately, do you ever think it'll be possible to deploy this? Maybe. I mean, in the same way that I think the Hyperloop is possible. That's that's like, a good analogy, yeah. I think. That's that's pretty good. Is it like, yeah, it's totally possible, but... Yeah. Is it practical? Is it cost-effective? Are, are we actually going to be able to move it through any legislature? Right. You know, it's not... Pro- probably not to all those things. Yeah. Yeah, there's... I'm, yeah. We I can mean, argue the finer points, but... Well, yeah, I think we have. I think we've, I think we've we argued them as, as appropriate for this, uh, this platform, I think. I, I certainly think it'd be possible... I mean, like, obviously, I'm blindly optimistic, as I had said, but it's not going to be—it's not going to be anything that's going to, like I said, replace every ounce of asphalt in the country or in the world. I think it's far more likely to replace a lot more walking surfaces than it is roads. Yeah. Because there's a lot less safety consciousness that needs to happen there. Um, uh, yeah. Well, different, I mean, sorry. Yeah. Well, there's a different safety consciousness, but they're like it—it's a lot. They're a lot easier to handle, I think, in my opinion. So I don't know. Only time will tell. Uh, Jesse, do you know what we're talking about next week? You bet I do. I'm Mo- moving about moving it. along with the uh, the improvement of living conditions and infrastructure. Yeah. What would be a natural next step? Uh, it's this thing that Jimmy brought up, which I found I found kind of dry at the first mention of it. But the more I looked into it, the more kind of intrigued I am. It has piqued my interest, I yeah. will say. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot deeper we could go, but I didn't start researching it early enough. So uh-huh. this may be something we circle back to or reference in future. Uh, but I'll just spill the beans on what it is. Let's hear it. It's uh, modular cities. Modular cities. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't peel the curtain back anymore about yeah. that. We'll, we'll definitely talk about it in more detail next week. Tune in next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topic suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion. ImpossibleThingsPodcast.com for all things impossible. Impossible.